Warning, the Federal Communications Commission requires that we inform you that this episode of the Derek Duvall Show may contain content inappropriate for children. Listener discretion is advised. The FCC also requires us to inform you that this episode may contain the words f***, s***, asshole, mother boy, dumpster, galloping quit, but in like a British way, and also, strangely, cul-de-sac. Once again, this show may contain content not suitable for anyone but the coolest children. Listener discretion is advised. Powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show! Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy, guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hi there. Hello, everyone. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sit down, please. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. I am Derek. Welcome to another journey into the lives of extraordinary people. I've said it once before, and I will say it again. I am absolutely thrilled you are all along with me for this amazing ride. Things have been a bit crazy the last few days here at the production studios. We have been in interview mode since my mini vacation, and we have scored some absolutely amazing guests, some of which are going to completely blow your minds. Make sure you are following on us on all of our social media channels to be aware of when those releases will be announced. I don't want to sound like a big geek, but I am recapturing a bit of my 80s youth with the hit Disney Plus Star Wars show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is, folks, it is absolutely amazing. I don't think I've ever been so on the edge of my seat. Ewan McGregor was born to play the title role, and it is so amazing to see Darth Vader, someone I feared in my childhood, so badass again. This is what the fans of the 80s have been waiting for, folks. I know Disney gets knocked a lot for the content they put out, but Duval Nation, this is next level genius. I cannot wait for the finale on Wednesday, and I'm just going to put it out here right now. I'm going to be super greedy and hope they get another season out because I am 10,000% on board with what they're doing right now. Okay, that being said, let's get down to business, folks. Welcome to episode 61. (laughs) I know, right? We have on the show Ayurveda expert and teacher Katie Silcox is here with us. She'll be discussing women empowerment, how she learned Ayurveda, and we'll be discussing her new book, Healthy, Happy, Sexy Ayurvedic Wisdom for Modern Women. Let's just go ahead and get her on out here. Ladies and gentlemen of Duval Nation, let's all rise to our feet and welcome all the way from Charlottesville, Virginia, an absolutely amazing woman, Ayurvedic expert, Katie Silcox. Katie, hello. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How was the weather out by you today? It is hot. Very oh, unseasonably. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I start my interviews off with the same question, and that is, how has it been for you to navigate this COVID-19 world we're living in? Mm. Well, I mean, I actually 
you can hear it in my voice. I'm getting over COVID-19. <laughs> so it's a Oh no. The powerful question uh for me particularly at this moment and you know, one of the things that came through for me when I was experiencing COVID myself is is like just how gnarly this thing is. And not only in its physical ravaging of some people's bodies, but also psychologically. And whether or not you've had the virus or not, it, it, it really has been something that I think has deeply affected the psyche of the collective global reality in a way that nothing else has. And so the answer I would give you, Derek, to that question is that I think that it's it's invited me into a deeper place of compassion for people, especially those people that are older, you know, that that haven't been able to survive COVID. Having COVID myself really made me feel that potential of this virus. But on a more psychological, emotional level, just the invitation to all of us to step into the the much needed level of mental and emotional stability to be able to ride out this this storm that that very much COVID has been on everyone. Are you recovering nicely? Yeah, yeah, really nicely. I'm lucky. I mean, I sound yeah. way worse than I feel. <laughs> right. So every journey has a beginning. Uh, where are you born? What was it like for you growing up? Yeah, I, I was born in Abingdon, Virginia, and I grew up Southern Baptist in the American Bible Belt, deep south. And, you know, it's a big question, but I grew up in the 80s and had a, a very <laughs> much, you know, American sort of typical in some ways upbringing. So tell us about attending the St. Louis University Madrid. Yeah, I, you know, uh, as a young woman in high school, I know a lot of people feel like this, but I always felt like I was a little bit different. And I I got a brochure in the mail for this university in Spain and my parents let me go. And so I was, I was very lucky to go to university in Europe, having never been there before. And I had this completely other form of education than a lot of my friends had. I, I never knew what a fraternity and a sorority party were. You know, I was living in the downtown of Spain, learning new a new language, a new culture. And it was an international school with around 400 people. And so it was a very intimate college experience where I got to meet people from all over the world. And I think it was, I think everyone should be able to do that, right? To be able to attend a university with people so different from you, um, was was a great start, I think, for me as an early adult. That puts you miles ahead of some of the people I know. Some of the people here where I live have never even left Oklahoma, let alone the country. And I find that to be just, that's, a, that's a, such, an, in my opinion, an American mindset is, you know, everybody has their, their safe zone, but they're not afraid. They're afraid to branch out to other areas of the world to see how the other half lives. And uh, I feel sometimes that you, like you just said, you've, branched out you've gone to see how you know europe is you know have you been to any other parts of the world oh yeah i i've lived in many places africa asia south america i definitely had that intrepid spirit and always wondered and wanted to know what else is there especially in regard to what it means to be human like what is this mm -hmm. life really all about and how can i 
you know, I think one of the key motivators of all of that travel for me wasn't just that I love foreign culture, but was that I wanted to understand how to get out of suffering, mm. <laughs> you know, and I, and yeah. I was sort of passionate about, well, how do people all over the world deal with life? Mm -hmm. So at what age did you decide to, you know, you wanted to pursue your chosen profession? Well, it wasn't a linear path at all. I, I can look back and see that there was a golden thread, but when I was in college, I studied foreign language and anthropology because I was just super curious about reality. But when I got out of college, I opened up a, an American hamburger bar in the south of Spain. <laughs> and it was like wildly popular. It was like the size of like my bathroom. And the Spaniards apparently love greasy hamburgers. And I was like, you know, I'm a blonde girl and they called me coyote ugly. I mean, that was like literally <laughs> my first foray into and I've always been an entrepreneur as well. And then one day I had this man come into the bar. He's like, what the fuck are you doing in a hamburger bar? You're smart. <laughs> you're like, you're a smart woman. And you're a smart girl, he said to me, because we were talking and drinking probably way too much tequila. I ended up, you know, long story short, I ended up working for him for six years in this artificial intelligence think tank in the south of Spain in Marbella with some of the finest minds in artificial intelligence, technology, behavioral finance, um, you know, linguistic token reading, all, a whole realm that opened up for me. It's when I first started studying Buddhism and I got to work with this think tank for six years. And that was massively informative for me, almost as much as when I lived in India and studied with the yogis, you know, it was, it was this incredible opening into what is possible with the human mind. Now, what was also important about that time of working with these very brilliant, mostly MIT scientists, you know, is that they didn't seem like they were happy. And so I was surrounded by technologists and a lot of wealthy investors, and yet they were annihilating their brains every night with alcohol and drugs and prostitutes, maybe prostitutes. But <laughs> it just seemed to me that there had to be something else to life. And so I was offered a raise and a big promotion at this company when I was 24, 25, and I turned it down and I quit and I moved to India. Mm. And so that's really where I started studying yoga and Ayurveda, which is something I've been interested in for 20 years, but has really been a bedrock for my own psychological development and continues to be. I'm, I'm not in any way, shape or form enlightened. I'm very much a flawed little human over here. India gave me a format for understanding the complexity of my mind, which, which I'd never had as a young woman. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to recognize a few amazing members of Duval Nation. During this time, I invite you to refresh your drink, do some nice, big, deep stretches, and take a few long, deep, and measured breaths. Give us your attention for two minutes, and we'll be right back. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam, the provocateur. And together we are the Spy Hearts Podcast. Every Tuesday, we decode the best and the worst of spy cinema to decipher if they make the knock list. That's right. The knock list is the need-to-see official classics of the spy genre. The best of the best, so to speak. Nobody does it better. From Bourne to Bond and Powers to Palmer, you can bet we will cover it. So subscribe now and revel in the audio equivalent of a smooth martini. 
Just search for SpyHards, that's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S, on all major podcast apps. And let's just hope you find us before we find you. In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Welcome to Wine Chats with Bildo and Lindalyn. My name is Billy Milovanovich, aka Bildo. My name is Lindsay Kirkwood, also known as Lindalyn. And this is our offensively funny podcast about drinking wine and chatting life. Some of our previous topics include conspiracy theories. I know somebody that thinks the world's flat. What? Like a real person? Yes. Body ailments. I'm going to go from toes up because I have a lot. <laughs> no, seriously, you laugh, but I have so many this body ailments. This is what ailments. happens with age, guys. And I know. And orgasms. I'm a little bit frustrated and it just hasn't been happening. I, I'm trying, Henry's trying, we're all trying, but when orgasming is good, it's good. Basically, we talk about all the things that you would generally talk about over wine with your girlfriends. New episodes out each Monday. Chat, Chat soon. Welcome back to the Dirk Duvall Show. Let's get right back to the conclusion of our interview with Ayurveda teacher and author, Katie Silcox. So for those who are new to this concept, can you please give us a breakdown of what Ayurveda is? Sure. Ayurveda means the the science of understanding life. And so it's kind of big. Mm. Uh, it is not just biology and physiology or even physics. It is all of life, including the more subtle aspects of who we are, which include our psychology, our energy, even our spiritual um, anatomy. And Ayurveda offers a way of understanding nature. And when we Westerners think of nature, we often think of like trees and going on a hike. Mm. But nature means everything, right? From the subtlety of an emotion to the density of a stone, Ayurveda offers a framework for understanding those patterns in the outer world, but more importantly, perhaps for us as well in the inner world, and how the inner and the outer are in relationship and completely interdependent on one another. 
and you know, I usually do about a three hour lecture on what is Ayurveda. So that was my one minute version. That's fantastic. I was quite impressed. So tell us, what are the three pillars of Ayurveda eating? Well, there's really three pillars of Ayurvedic living, and that will include, I think, the food piece. And that is food, one of them, and being in right relationship with food for your particular individual constitution, as well as the particular moment in your life, as well as the season in which you find yourself in. The other two are sleep and rest. And third and last one is the is called brahmacharya, but we could translate that as the wise use of one's sexual energy or life force. And so these three things, when they are in harmony, it's like you're you're sitting on a stool, you know, those like three-legged stools, and you can sit firmly. And then when one of them falls, you know, the whole stool kind of crumbles. So you want to get these three things, basically your energy, right? What you do with your time, how you spend your time, your sleep and your food. When you make those a priority, now we've got the foundation for health. How important is nutrition with Ayurveda eating? Yeah. So here's the cool part, Derek, that most people don't know. We think of Ayurveda because it is a 5,000-year-old discipline from India, and we want to completely love and honor that mother origin, but it's even bigger than that. It, it really is the roots of all human medicine. The Greeks, the Romans, the Egyptians, the Indians, the Africans, the Chinese, we see historical evidence that they were all sharing this type of medicine that Ayurveda points to since time immemorial. And so while Ayurveda is from India, it's also really kind of the mother root medicine of all. And one of the things that Ayurveda says is in regard, and this does relate to your question around food, is that when our diet is working for us, other medicines are of no need. And when our diet is not proper, other medicines don't work. Mm. I mean, what a great phrase, right? It's like, it, it's like diet's everything, especially when we're not feeling well. And so... There's an entire sort of philosophy around how to work with food and food has its own intrinsic nature and quality and how to work with those intrinsic natures and qualities and how those work with us as individuals. So let's say, for example, you're a person with a more fiery constitution. Unfortunately, when we are out of balance, we tend to want to eat the foods that are more like our imbalance. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a very fiery constitution, you might be like, hey, let's eat some spicy food tonight and maybe a couple glasses of wine and, you know, watch a violent movie, right? It's like that, <laughs> that, that is going to be the thing that you're craving if you're out of balance. Whereas something like aloe vera and blueberries and cucumbers and coconut and rice with no spice is going to be more balancing for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's very much an intimate journey into your own self to know thyself. What is my nature? What are my tendencies? And are the foods that I'm craving a response to my imbalances? Or, and I'm going to say this beautiful thing that I keep coming back to for my own self. And that is, or are my cravings coming from the quiet whisper of my soul? Hmm. over the screaming voice of my senses that just wants to like, you know, do things that feel good in the moment, but make me feel like shit later. Yeah. 
one of the things about me, like you just mentioned, I'm very impulsive. Said spicy food. Last night I had Indian food myself and it was extremely spicy. And then, of course, you know, we watched a, um, a musical. I get that in a way, you know, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You so, know, and, and it would be interesting to tell your listeners that I can't see you. And yet oh. I, I kind of can feel your fire. <laughs> so, oh, OK. I'm not saying I'm psychic, but like, yeah, it, that was directed at you, Derek. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so sexuality can be a sadly taboo subject in the United States compared to the rest of the modern world. How can Ayurveda improve intimacy with your partner? And what other benefits does it have? Well, you know, these ancient, I, I was in India in the Kujaraho region, and there are these beautiful, I mean, people may be aware of them, these erotic temples. And it's kind of mind-blowing to look at them and think that, wow, imagine going into a church in Europe or the U.S., and there are these erotic images of people in all sorts of, you know, various and sundry sexual positions, including with animals. You know, it's just this complete shock to the Western mind. But hmm. what it points to, I believe, is this original union of eroticism and divinity of the sacredness of who you are and your soul and the in embedded vitality and sexuality that exists in every single cell in our body and that those two things not only weren't disconnected but were one and the same that there was divinity within our sexuality in olden days, the priestess or priest was the same as the medicine woman and was the same as the erotic teacher. And so in these ancient traditions, medical health and erotic health were always in the same book. And, th and that's not like my opinion. Like we can go look at these ancient medical treaties from China, from Japan, from India, from Greece, and we see so much written about sex. <laughs> mm -hmm. So here's the deal. I mean, we could go into the minutia of all these things and it's quite fun to talk about. And, you know, these are tend to be my students' favorite classes is like, well, let's talk about sex, right? <laughs> but to keep it really simple, it might not be the most titillating answer, but to get in touch with your own heart, your own soul, your own spirit. And and when we are in touch with who we really are, Jung calls it the true self, that begins to inform everything we do. And from an Ayurvedic perspective, the way we augmented our sexual experience wasn't by necessarily learning some new technique, but it was by meditating on the gateways of the five senses. So, you know, taste, touch, smell, all of these unctuous aspects of the sensorium of our being were used as the objects of meditation. And by doing that on our own, connecting with our spirit and meditating on the sounds and the sights and the touches and the tastes, by doing that, now when I'm with my lover, the simplicity of our sensual experience begins to take on new levels of pleasure. And this is essentially the opposite of, of our current porn culture and capitalism you know it's the opposite of that it's a very mm. simple path to sexuality which can be even more fulfilling than one can imagine and yet it really does start with it within how did you come to found the shakti school i just started listening to people I put out a book called Healthy, Happy, Sexy, uh, Ayurveda Wisdom for Modern Women. And I had a group of women writing me and saying, 
hey, would you do a, a teacher training on this? And the, it turned into a health coaching platform and it kind of went from there. And, you know, I want to say this, I really wanted a place to share a form of Ayurveda that I hadn't experienced that did offer a connection to that spiritual side of things. You just mentioned the book. How exactly did that actually, you know, hey, I'm going to write a book one day. How did that come about? Well, I loved Ayurveda and I lived in India for a while and went to the home of A.G. Mohan and Indra Mohan, who were Krishnamacharya students, which any of your yoga listeners out there will know. Mm. And they were so humble and so kind and so wonderful. And they taught me a little bit about Ayurveda. And I thought, wow, this is really cool and really complicated. And I want to study it. And when I went to school for it, I realized that I'm from Tennessee, right? Mm. How do I share this with people from Virginia, from Tennessee, from West Virginia? Like these were all the places I was going how do I share this in a way that feels like it's applicable to my life and maybe a more westernized context? And so that's, I wanted to create kind of a Cosmo magazine meets ancient Ayurveda. <laughs> and I wanted to do it in a way that was as respectful to the original tradition as possible. But one of the things that the ancient Charaka Samhita says is that Ayurveda must be presented for the time place and people in which it is being presented and it must be made like warm soup it must be digestible if you simply present people with complex theory and this goes for any discipline and it can't be digested it turns to poison in their systems what has been the feedback for the book oh the most of the feedback has been incredible but you know you always get negative feedback when you're oh yes i mean that's something i think a lot about right now getting hate, getting criticism. I will tell a funny story that I tell sometimes, like all the feedback's mostly been good, but then I got some feedback from a few people that said, you're not teaching authentic Ayurveda because you use a Vitamix, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I just laughed and I thought, man, because one of the central premises is of, of Hinduism and Ayurveda and yoga is reincarnation. I'm like, let me tell you something. If these ancient yogis were reincarnated and these Ayurvedic medicine men were reincarnated, they would love the Vitamix. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is a medicine-making machine. That's awesome. So I always like to ask one fun question. Sure. Uh, when you aren't teaching and writing, what sort of things do you like to do for fun? Are you into any shows or music? Oh, my God. I, I feel like you're, like, putting your finger on my... Um, dirty secret, which is <laughs> I love TV. I'm such a television person, which shocks people. Um, yeah, I'm majorly into Netflix. I just, I just finished, or I'm not finished, but I just started watching the Julia Child show. Mm. Uh, fascinating. I'm really actually into the British baking show, Derek. Ah, uh, yes. My wife is too. So that, yeah, that accent just puts me right <laughs> to sleep. It's like the best, but it for fun, you know, I'm a, I love, I'm a dork. I love mm. going on walks. I go to the gym. I go out in nature. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a pretty simple person. My wife being married to someone who is from great Britain, she watches the great British bake off and the gentleman with the white hair and the very tan skin. She's like, Why oh yeah, Paul. Why Paul, she's like, why can't you look like that? I'm like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> so yeah, there's such a there's such an allurement for this Paul guy. He's uh, women love him. I guess so. 
Uh, so what is next for Katie? Well, Derek, I have a new book coming out next oh. fall called Holy. And we're still working on the subtitle, but uh, this is a book that hopefully will help people learn how to connect to spirit through their body. And honestly, I don't know what's next. I I feel like I'm just in a, a moment of being really grateful for what I've been given. And uh, But I, I'll always probably keep writing and teaching in some way. Mm. That's awesome. So as we begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Sure. Well, we have a website, www.theshaktischool.com. Of course, we're on Instagram as well, and that would be a great way to find us. Awesome. So I end my interviews with my favorite question. Great. And the question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, hmm. what would be the one thing you'd want to say to the people of Earth? You know, I was thinking about that question because you, your staff sent it to me, and I, I've thought about it all morning, Derek. Mm. And what I would say if I had a, a, a loudspeaker to the everyone is what I am really lately, these past few days, and this whole past week has been one of the most challenging for me with COVID, is to find, I am working to find the place inside of me that some call that Buddha mind that has a lot of peace and a lot of stability and it's intrinsic it's inside of me it's not outside of me and that's the lesson that i'm learning from my teacher right that we often think that if the outer world were just different if somebody out there were different or if the government were different and yeah those things are real and have an effect on us but these spiritual wisdom traditions all say the same thing that that's the great delusion that one day the outer world will line up and be perfect and then we'll finally feel okay. And it's just a big lie. The peace that we're all wanting and the happiness that we're all wanting can only be found in that quiet place in our heart. And whatever you got to do to get there, right? Like you could go to church, you could come to Ayurveda school, you could meditate. I mean, you know, I work with a therapist, it's helpful. But whatever we all collectively on this planet have to do to get out of this insane polarization and hate that's happening in the world right now where we other, O-T-H-E-R, othering other people leads to war. And that would be what I would say. The book is Healthy, Happy, Sexy, Ayurveda, Wisdom for Modern Women, available on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or wherever books are sold. Katie. I know it took a lot of stars aligned to make this happen. And I'm That's so right. glad. I'm so glad we were able to make this uh, happen. So uh, my listeners, too. my listeners join me in wishing you all the best for your future. Thank you. I really appreciate it and enjoyed meeting you today. Thank you guys. Right. And just like that Duval nation, we come to the end of episode 61. <laughs> I want to thank Katie again for being so generous with her time. After the end of this episode, please go ahead and check out her website and if you're up for it, please purchase her book. We have got plenty of amazing episodes coming out very soon, so be sure to keep checking your favorite streaming service to stay up to date on what's coming out soon. In recent news, have you had a chance to check out our new shop on TeePublic? We have a wide arrangement of mugs, stickers, and magnets, both with the logos for The Derek Duvall Show and Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies. Plus, 
we have a fine selection of carefully curated t-shirts for all of Duval Nation to enjoy. Go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, and look for the banner labeled Merch to get the link to buy from our store. We want to thank our partners at TeePublic for giving us such a great chance. So on behalf of everyone at the Derek Duvall Show, I say to each and every one of you, be safe, be well, and let's get vaccinated. COVID cases are on the rise again, and trust me, this is not a bug you want floating around inside your body. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.